0: So I'm going to break out the ugly Christmas sweater pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited.
1: I'll have to get one. We can record it next week.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do our Advent episode with that. Right. Let's start the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Things Reconsidered. I am Brandon, and in his chair is Joey.
0: In my chair, yes. Thank you. It sounds so royal. So, Look at that nice chair. Like, like my throne or something. Right. Let's turn this into a cult. How about that? Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> That's a weird way to start the show. Roll Speaking guys. of cults, we have
1: some real interesting conversations coming up that I'm very excited about, so stay tuned to All Things Reconsidered. Yeah,
0: we, we also have some new guests coming pretty soon. Um, I guess we'll hold on to that for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we have some cool guests um, that I'm really excited to talk to. Some people that you probably know if you're following uh, the whole podcast you know, Christian deconstruction, TikTok Deconstruct talk is what I call it. Yeah. Perfect. If you're following that, you, you might recognize some people who are coming on and um, some other people too. I, I know you want to know, but I'm just going to hold on to it. Plan it
1: close to our chest. <laughs> <for that. laughs>
0: cause I don't know when they're going to be released. We might right. hold on to them for a while. We'll see. But uh, You'll anyway, we'll see them in 2023. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is actually the case for trying to get Tim Mackey. On the yeah, show. pretty much. We, we were trying to for a while cause I loved Tim Mackey and uh, we were, i basically was talking to another podcast uh person that i know and he was also trying and he got a response from tim Mackey's people saying that like you basically have to try again it's next spring of like right, 2022 right, right. because he's just so booked up so understandably sorry smart guy. Sorry, sorry tim Mackey fans <laughs> but it's gonna be a while. it's gonna be a hot minute But uh, anyway, guys, uh, we have a lot of fun things to get into because today we are doing a Christmas-themed mystery mug. Um,
1: Insert non-copyrighted Christmas-sounding music here.
0: You're going to make editing hard for me. I sure am. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. (laughs) But anyway, um, so we're doing a Christmas-themed mystery mug. So... This episode is going to be a lot more, um, I guess, laid back and fun uh, is kind of more of of the vibe for this one because we're going to just goof off about Christmas stuff. Right. But next week, uh, we're going to get a little bit more deeper into the meaning and the theological significance of Christmas and specifically of Advent. Right. Um, I'm not sure yet if we're going to have a guest for that. We're still working on it, so don't quote me on that, but We might. Have someone in our to best. to help kind of educate our, uh, ourselves yeah. on on Advent because it's definitely and, something that we're both
1: still learning. Yeah. like the real meaning of, mm-hmm. um, you know, as Joe and I have gone through our deconstruction, um, we've really started leaning more into like liturgical calendars and different things like that. And so the Advent is so much more than those like little calendars that have like chocolate behind each <laughs> little door right. that you definitely don't wait every day for you, like, buy 12 of them so you can eat all the chocolate out of one of them? Of course, yeah. Every day. Every,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's very significant. Yeah. And I've, I'm really excited to get into the, the deeper um, a meaning of, of that right. and, and how that applies to our lives and how that can change the way we view Christmas. Because, honestly, Christmas, um, you know, it's, it's a very commercialized holiday. Yeah. Um, and now that we're deconstructing, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of want to look at with fresh eyes. Be like, what does this really mean? Right. What is it supposed to be for me? And it, it, learning Advent gives more significance, I think. To yeah, it. absolutely. But anyway, starting this episode off. <laughs> That's a conversation off, for another day. Yeah, starting this episode off by telling you all about next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're not getting into the more theological stuff. We're just going to have fun. We're just going to
1: chat Yeah, and use this mug to determine our topics. Yeah. Before we get into the mystery mug, though, Joey, I have something very exciting to tell you.
0: I know what this is and I'm okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
1: Joey, did you know mm-hmm. that you and I are extremely sexy? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, according to According to Matt Chandler, <laughs> since we are deconstructing, deconstruction is just sexy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's true. Just Obviously. Look, look at us. He, he, I mean, he's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for this our, is our thirst trap our, episode. For our audio only listeners who don't know what we look like, um, the joke was we're not sexy. I look <laughs>
1: like a dejected mountain man right now. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Not only are we sexy, but apparently the only reason why we are deconstructing, according to Matt Chandler, is because we've never met the real Jesus. Correct. So bring anyone up to speed. I mean, you probably already know this because it's being talked about all over the place. Right. But Matt Chandler, pastor who used to be under uh, Mark Driscoll, actually. And uh, um, is
1: part of John Piper's ministry uh, network.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a Calvinist, of course, um, And uh, which are our favorite people to talk about on this show, apparently. (laughs) It's so hard to get away from it. I know. It's like you can't avoid... these guys. Right. They're like the, the ghost of Christmas past. They just show up <laughs> at night and <laughs> yeah, terrify yeah, yeah. you. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so Matt Chandler said that they, we, we are deconstructing because we don't know the real Jesus. Right. The problem with that is that he is once again showing that pastors have fundamentally misunderstood what this whole thing is about. right? And I'm not going to stay on this for too long because I know we've talked about this before, back with um, other pastors' comments and things like that. But To say that people are deconstructing because they've never met the real Jesus is to completely misunderstand what this is all about. Correct. We are not leaving because we don't like the real Jesus. Yes. And something else that frustrates me is a lot of people aren't leaving.
1: Yeah, that's true. They're leaving your style of evangelical fundamentalist expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so deconstruction does not always mean and does not always lead to deconversion.
0: Yeah, it it certainly can, and it does for sure, some people, absolutely. but it doesn't always but the fact that they're so upset over the you know, the, these people who aren't deconverting, who who are still Christians, right, but that's not good enough for Matt Chandler for people like him, is because they're so tribalistic with their own denomination, their own exact yeah. sect, that that if you're not a part of our very specific brand of Christianity, right. You're basically not even family. Right. You're basically not even a part of, of the flock at all. And this is what
1: frustrates me too about comments like that, because I'm sure you know, oh, playing devil's advocate for a moment, I'm sure this is coming from a place of, you know, with the way that he you know his Calvinistic leanings. This is coming from a place of genuine concern. For people leaving the faith and leaving Jesus and walking away from the grace of God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, you know, if he believes in irresistible grace, then that can't happen for one thing. Yeah. Regardless, <laughs> a good point. Is it's it's so tone deaf, and it very much is. You see the words. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, how it's becoming more popular with, you know, our age group and even people older than us Yeah, totally. talk about how they're deconstructing and it is more in a response to just, it's more a response of ignorance yes, than of actual, I've studied this and I'm concerned about where it's leading. Because yeah. if you actually listen to people deconstructing, a big portion of people and what they say is, I am deconstructing. And I am leaving the church because the Jesus that I was taught is not the Jesus that
0: I see. Exactly. And so it's not that they're leaving Jesus. It's they are leaving the church. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we've not met the real Jesus. We are deconstructing because we met the real Jesus. Right. And we realize that you guys don't look anything like him. Right. That's what's leading us to to go down this path. It's because we are frustrated with the church in different ways and different teachings and structures in that goes against who Jesus is and what he actually right. taught. And so when he's up there saying, you just have to meet the real Jesus, it's like, I want to tell him, you know, that's just going to lead to more deconstruction. Yeah. If, if you're telling your right. audience, go meet the real Jesus, they'll do it. And then they're going to deconstruct more. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it's like, instead of saying you just need to meet the real Jesus, it's how can we form a community that better reflects Jesus? Yeah. Because, you know, community is an essential part of the Christian walk. And I stand by that. But, People are leaving because they're not seeing the real Jesus in the communities that they have called their church homes for so long.
0: Well, it's because these churches have decided that that kind of thing, um, being Christlike, um, is not as important as other issues such as you know taking America back for God, right, and being a Christian nation, and um, certain political things, and 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 the quest for more power. Those are the kind of things that have completely overshadowed what it means to be a, a Christian or right. to be Christlike. In fact, I think that what Matt Chandler should do is take a, a time to step away from talking about deconstruction right. and just learn about it and talk to people because he'll see that there's a lot in this deconstruction world that he might actually agree with. Now, yeah. I know that like for us, we deconstructed and uh, we gravitated more towards a Christian universalist kind of view. Sure. And I'm not saying that channel would like that. Right. But some of the stuff is, is very relevant to him because a lot of people are deconstructing over the fact that there's a very colonization sort of root in Christian history yeah. in America and that white supremacy has flourished in in, in the American church. Right. And that uh, sexist theologies have flourished. And Matt Chandler very well probably doesn't like those things either. Sure. And if he would actually take the time to learn about deconstruction, he'd probably say, yeah, you guys have great points here. These things are terrible. Right. You know? Uh, but instead of, you know, coming to that conversation with an open mind, these pastors just get scared of losing people. Sure. And they just speak out of fear and and a lot of times out of ignorance it's
1: very reactionary and not an actual response yeah and i say that because i to me a reaction is like you know snap judgment based Mm -hmm. off of what i can see just in a moment yeah and a response is i'm going to dig into this and craft an actual response based off of you know conversations and stuff like this the gospel coalition article Mm -hmm. matt chandler saying what he said it feels very just reactionary and very just
0: Mm-hmm. I'm afraid right now. Like and, and it, it,
1: it feels very like fear, like oh, fear yeah. of change, fear of the unknown because they're, they've not walked through it. They don't know really what the point of it is. Yeah. Because if they're saying that people are deconstructing because it's sexy, mm-hmm. it's one of the most difficult thing that people do. I yeah. mean, our Discord is flooded constantly mm-hmm. with people saying... I'm walking through this phase of my deconstruction, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to wrestle with these beliefs, and I don't know, you know, what to do with these thoughts that I've had for my entire life, and I'm trying to find the real Jesus, and I, I'm struggling, and it is not something that is cool yeah, or exactly. a fad or it's, sexy. It is, it is Jacob wrestling with the angel. Mm-hmm. until it makes sense
0: exactly and and you know it is um extremely belittling to be told that it's just about street cred or or because it's the cool thing to do yeah when you know these are responses to out of pain out of right out of trauma in some cases i mean you know in, in my own personal story my deconstruction didn't start out of a place of church abuse or trauma sure you know it started more so out of just learning about science and reading the bible differently. Right. But a lot of people's story this does start because of of true pain that they've gone through. Right. And so to to use such broad strokes and and belittle people who've gone through that kind of stuff. And you know what's interesting is that a lot of the times, the abuse that people are suffering uh, or, or that they dealt with from churches is directly connected to Matt Chandler's old alma mater of Mars yeah, Hill. You right. know, and, and the Mark Driscoll and that whole Axe uh, you know, network that they made. Right. Um, so it, it seems like there's a lack of responsibility being taken. sure, um, and, and that's very unfortunate. Yeah. But hey, at least he thinks we're sexy. At
1: least he thinks we're sexy. So I appreciate
0: that. <laughs> finally someone does <laughs> <laughs> all right anyways
1: in a complete tonal shift yeah joey christmas time plunge your hand <laughs> into that mug
0: all right let's see what, and we what got. are we talking about let's see what we are got we doing something. are you going to
1: question me from the mug this time or are you going to respond to the question on the
0: on the slip i think we'll just do a mix a little mix of both you go first though all right cool all right oh we're starting off with the best one The war on Christmas. (laughs) Let's go. Uh, So yeah, Brandon, we'll just listen. (laughs) Just go for it.
1: I engage on the war on Christmas. (laughs) Okay? Here's the real war. You're a soldier in the battle. I'm a soldier (laughs) in the battle on the other side. Oh. November 1st is not when Christmas starts.
0: Oh, so you're part of the Thanksgiving. I'm a part of
1: the Thanksgiving club. Yeah. Now the only reason our tree went up before Thanksgiving this year was because my wife accidentally ordered an actual tree off the internet, but that (laughs) is a different story for a different time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the war on Christmas is a very fun topic. Yeah. I I, also, also I'm just saying this because I have a platform and I want to share it. Okay. Go for it. Christmas is celebrated more in the fall than in the winter. Why do we ascribe Christmas as a winter holiday oh, yeah. when ninety-five percent of it is celebrated in the fall? Yeah. Winter doesn't start until December the twenty-first, so there's four days of winter yeah. before Christmas happens. Anyways, back to the war on Christmas. Okay, so now the actual war on Christmas. I mean, it's been going on for decades. I yeah. feel like well, um, a big part of our generation's war on Christmas, though, would absolutely have to be Starbucks's red cup
0: yeah so that was the one that that i think a lot of us first noticed that
1: cup ignited a fire yeah that burns to this day
0: yeah it's ridiculous um so (laughs) this guy (laughs) 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 it's just so stupid so this is the kind of stuff that fox news like runs with or that they basically like are built from yeah is is Talking about how there's a war on something important to you, you know? right? So it's a war on Christmas. There are YouTube videos out there where they where someone like cut every time Fox News says war on something, right? And it's it's just ridiculous. They always are. You know, pushing onto their audience that you get, we are under attack. Your values are, are are targeted, and your way of life is is ending. And you need to be afraid, and you need to be angry, and you need to fight. That's, right, that's their whole thing. And I know that's not a hot take. Like that's obviously no. Yeah. But Christmas, uh, the war on Christmas is like their. I mean, it's their thing. It's like how yeah, it's every, like how Walmart and Target, something. yeah, it's like how Walmart and Target prepare for like the back school season and the Christmas right. season. Fox News prepares, prepares for the war on for the th- that's their big end of year programming thing. I remember
1: (laughs) 2015, you see Starbucks, the war on Christmas, removing holiday elements from their cup and just, you know, going with a plain red design. It's like, or... They just like the look of it
0: better. It's yeah. just a simple cup. What does it matter? It's, it's It doesn't matter at all. It's the same thing with the whole whole Happy Holidays versus Merry Christmas thing. Yeah. When I was growing up, uh, my my family was very adamant about the whole, you have to say Merry Christmas. Sure. Because Happy Holidays is just because they don't want to say the word Christ. Right. And I mean, to the point where... Which isn't true. Yeah. But to, but to the point where, you know, if someone would say Happy Holidays to them, it'd be this... this angry, you know, Yeah, it's like back. almost like
1: aggression. It's like, oh, we say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Like, congratulations.
0: Do you remember when when Trump uh, became president, he was like, "You notice that people are saying Merry Christmas again? That's because of me." It's like, like they were always saying Merry you, Christmas. No one, no one stopped. No one stopped. No one was saying it more once he got elected. Yeah, but in their world of this culture war, that those are the those are the war stories that get right. told. Those are the war propagandas, you know, that get shared around.
1: And and to me, it's it's one of those things because it's. There are so many holidays surrounding Christmas. Yeah. you have Kwanzaa. You have, uh, you have Hanukkah. Yeah, you have. I mean, just all sorts of holidays. Mm-hmm. Just in between there. Yeah, that's why it's Happy holiday Holidays season. is fine. Yeah, it's just including Christmas all of is them. one day.
0: Yeah, one day. Calm down. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, I um, I, I remember. The whole keep Christ in Christmas thing. Oh yeah,
1: because of uh, the Xmas becoming popular. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah.
0: that X just means Christ. Correct. It's it's just that that's not Xing Christ out. Right. It's no, just I shorthand. heard that. Though. yep Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. Shorthand on... is of the devil. <laughs> Abbreviations. Yeah. Abbreviations demonic. are demonic. <laughs> Love it. You know, it, it's just really funny to me. I, I think that what Christians should realize um, is that the most Christ-like thing to do in a war on Christmas would probably be to actually lose that war. To
1: not engage in the war.
0: Yeah. I think it is more Christ-like to not impose my religious beliefs onto the Starbucks employees and say, right. you have to serve me exactly like this and ignore all of my you know non-religious neighbors. Right. That is... Not standing up for Jesus, right, standing up for Jesus would be laying down my preferences and saying, "You can serve you know also these people isn't there really like one whole to.
1: thing where it talks about how the Son of God did not come unto man to be served, yeah, but to serve <laughs> that 's
0: true, yeah,
1: and so like the very idea that we are going to force people to serve us the way that we want to be served, yeah, like Jesus flips that over on it, I mean Peter. You know, right before the last dinner, whenever Jesus washes their feet, he's like, you know, Lord, I should be washing your feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, no, I've come here to serve you. Yeah. And so it's like the idea that we're forcing, you know, our preferences on someone else mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to force them to have their preferences. Right. Like, right.
0: And it's not like the government is trying to shut down, you know, you reading Luke chapter two to your family at the Christmas right. morning. Like no one is coming after your religious beliefs at all. But we... We think that we have to fight all the time, which reminds me, you know, of this article that Pete Enns put out um, or or someone from his, his group anyway yeah. put out years ago when the Starbucks cup thing was happening. Yeah. And they pointed out that, uh, you know, Peter was like that, of, of ready to go to war, ready to fight. Right. And he chopped that for that guy's ear when he was trying to, you know, take Jesus away. Yep. And Jesus rebuked him for coming at this with the fight, because Jesus didn't come to win these battles. He came to, to lose the battle. He came right. to let them kill him. Yeah. You know, and...
1: He, he came to lose almost every battle, except for the one in the grave.
0: Yeah, exactly. But... This, this idea that we're supposed to be these soldiers, it's just like Peter with his sword when you know, Jesus didn't model carrying that sword around, he modeled washing feet like you said. Right. Yep. Um so I just feel like people are completely missing the point of of being like Christ, which is really ironic, being that it's Christmas season. Yeah. So you'd think we'd be modeling that, but yeah. Um anyway, we're not at war with Christmas. No. Nobody that is, is that is it's, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, that is propaganda meant to st- stir up hate and us versus them and tribalism. Right. And it's this weird notion that you have to make your holiday dominant over others. Yeah. And, and also
1: here's the irony of it too, is like we talk about keeping the Christ in Christmas. Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. Yeah, that's true. In ca- Like in case you didn't know, like Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. Mm-hmm. This was an arbitrary date that we selected because of pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. And you know, during the crusades, they're like, that's Jesus's birthday now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like it, I it think a pope never, declared it that yeah. way or something. It's like, yeah,
1: and and you know Jerry Falwell was like, the leftists are trying to make a godless America, removing the Christ from Christmas. It's yeah, like, yeah, calm down. Like my mm-hmm. my thing is is we are supposed to live Christmas every day. Yeah, Christmas is signifying the arrival of Jesus. Yeah, and so us as Christians. We are supposed to be signifying the arrival of Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. So as long as the people who claim to be Christians act in a Christ-like manner, Christmas isn't going anywhere. That's right. Jesus is
0: always arriving through our actions towards mm-hmm. his people. And and the best way to actually keep Christ in Christmas is to end the culture wars, to end this war on Christmas, to lose to it on purpose by give, letting people... Like by putting down your preferences, yeah, and
1: just stopping this this stupid bickering. Yeah, lay down your sword and heal your enemy instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly, and move on to the next mystery mount. Yeah, let's, let's see what you got, Brandon. Hey, hey, no peeking in there. I don't know which one you're looking for. They're all folded up. All right, all right. Let's see what you got. Oh. Should Christian parents like yourself? I am. This, yes. Do Santa Claus? Oh, okay. It's a good one. That's a good topic. Yeah, this is fun. Um, so my family. Did. Oh ho ho! <laughs> so my family did not do Santa Claus. Mine um, did, and yours did. Yeah. Um, and my my wife's parents, or yeah, my wife's family, they they did do Chris uh, Santa Claus as well. Nice. Um, but this is a controversial thing for a lot of Christian parents. I personally don't see the big deal, but I thought it might be fun to get into. Yeah. Um. Basically, the argument that I've heard is that Christian parents should not tell their kids about Santa Claus because one day those kids will realize that Santa Claus isn't real Mm -hmm. and that might make them start wondering if Jesus isn't real because Mm. the same person that told them about Santa Claus also told them about Jesus. And if my parents were lying about Santa Claus, what if they're lying about Jesus? So if Santa Claus isn't real, what if Jesus isn't? And, And here's the thing. Heaven forbid our children (laughs) ask questions about their religion. Correct. Heaven forbid that they might think, you know, maybe I should look into this or or study this or, or, you know, think differently. Like, we're not teaching our children, apparently, in the evangelical world to question what they're told. We are teaching them to just accept what they're told immediately. Right. And so they're not equipped... To wrestle with difficult questions like is Jesus real, right? So we we just want to avoid that altogether by like, well, don't even tell them about Santa Claus, don't tell them about the tooth fairy because Easter Bunny, they're not ready for for questioning if something's real or not. We don't want them to even go there. All right, which I just think is a, is
1: it's just weak parenting. I feel this like. doesn't answer that question, but I remember one year, mm-hmm. um, my dad forgot to put the letter from Santa in the mail. Yeah. For my little brother, I already knew that Santa wasn't real. Okay. And so my dad typed the letter out real quick, folded it up. And was like, I need you to go out there right now and put this letter in the mailbox. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, it's 630 at night and it's snowing and there's already snow on the ground. he's like, you need to get this letter in that mailbox in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> and so I run out there, put it in there. And my dad goes, hey, Pat, I think I just heard the mailman run. And Patrick's like, I thought, I thought the mail already went. He's like, I think he forgot something because he just drove by. You should go check the mail. <laughs> and I was like, I am an accomplice to a crime. <laughs> That's so funny. I, like, I know he's not real, but now I'm helping perpetuate the lie. You've been taught how to
0: keep it going.
1: Yeah. Well, like, but it was so much fun because it's like, I think it's just something fun to do as a family. You yeah, know,
0: it's okay to allow kids to have imaginations.
1: Because here's the thing: is if we believe that Jesus is real, which we do. You can, we believe that, you know, you can experience Jesus, you know, you can experience him through other people, you can experience him personally, you can experience him in community. And, you know, there is also the, you know, the conversation of the historical Jesus.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, and so Santa Claus is like, when they grow up and they get older, like, why take the sense of just like magic and goodness in the world away from children? Mm -hmm. It's because we don't like to assign anything that could be viewed as good outside of the christian religion, that's so true. For, you know, any other reason. It's like, okay, Santa Claus isn't christian, so it is evil. And yeah. so we don't want to have evil ideas. It's like, no, the idea of Santa Claus is there is someone who is willing mm-hmm. to travel to the ends of the earth to make sure that everyone has some cheer on Christmas day.
0: Yeah. What is not christian about
1: that? <laughs> Shouldn't we be perpetuating that and in like instilling those ideals in our children?
0: Yeah. But I, I think it really just comes down to this idea that, well, for one, you're lying to your kids, right. which is not a good way to look at this. You're not lying to your kid. You're you're, you're right. You're telling them a story that can make them excited and have fun. You're playing a game with them. And right. they're going to grow out of it. That, that's not a bad thing.
1: Right. Also, you're lying to them when you tell them that mommy and daddy were just wrestling last
0: night. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. So I guess some lies are okay and some aren't. But uh, Checkmate. <laughs> I guess similar to that, though, they're also worried that this is going to scar their child. Right. Because then they'll grow up and they'll question things. But like I was saying earlier, kids, we should not be afraid of kids being a little confused. Right. The thing I see all the time... They're going to be confused anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I see this all the time with with people talking about like, well, any controversial thing. Take the, the bathroom thing that happened where, you know, with Target wanting to have gender-neutral bathrooms. uh, People are saying, well, that's just going to confuse the kids. They'll be so confused. Think about the children. Here's the thing. Kids are confused all the time. I have two kids. They get confused (laughs) over a lot of things, okay? You can't avoid that. And second of all, when they do get confused, well, at least my three-year-old, when she does get confused, she doesn't just like have a breakdown. She asks questions and she learns. She learns something and then she's no longer confused or at least a little less confused. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good thing. And also with your
1: daughter, she is wildly overconfident in her new knowledge. Yes,
0: she absolutely is. And she's a really smart kid. It's not that
1: she's not confused anymore. It's just she knows... A little bit about this now and so she is maxed out
0: yeah yeah I, i'm exactly. a
1: professional i'm an expert i got, got this. this yeah she's you so. put the marshmallow in the fire to make the s'more and <laughs> that's it
0: yeah yeah she made the, you guys came over for s'mores one time and she's she's still talking about it. i roasted <laughs> the marshmallow and she's like
1: s'mores are done i was like not not yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway I, I just think that um it's uh, it's okay For kids to be confused because that is how they are going to learn. Right. But what we do as evangelical parents sometimes is we restrict learning for for our kids because we're afraid that they might learn too much or learn things that we don't like or learn things, learn to think differently than we do. Right. And it's just all about control, and it's not, it's not okay. It's not okay. So I say do, I say do Santa Claus, and you know. Like I said, my wife's parents did too. And uh, one year, I hear the story every single Christmas. One year, uh, my mother-in-law was wrapping presents late at night Christmas Eve for her kids. Um, Valerie was, I think, only like three or four at the time. Right. Um, Her older brothers remember it. But... uh, Apparently, my mother in law was um, really tired. Okay. <laughs> as she was writing up the, yeah. the, the cards and, and stuff like the tags on the boxes. Uh-huh. And so the next one, when they go to open presents, instead of saying from Santa, they said from Satan. <laughs> and so, which to some evangelical parents
1: is the same thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, those letters are awfully close to, I mean, oh, yeah. it, it looks similar. Checkmate. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all you need. But apparently, my brother in law was like, Mom, I think you did this wrong. <laughs> I mean, I remember one time
1: uh, my cousins, my little cousins, they were they were younger, you know, still the Santa Claus thing, and they're like, you know, wake up the next morning, go do the presents, and they're like, uh, Dad, did you know that you and Santa Claus have the same wrapping paper? <laughs> my cousin Mike's like, of course we do, because we're
0: best friends. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, let's see what we get next. All right. We have here, oh, church Christmas productions. Oh, Fun.
1: Those are the best
0: Fun stuff Brandon were you ever in A church Christmas production
1: Um No actually I don't think I ever was Really Yeah I like I aged out Because the church Christmas productions Like where You know where I went to church Was like always like the little Like nursery age mm-hmm. Kids in like Elementary school Yeah So I'm pretty sure I aged out Of all of the Christmas productions Well However I did always love them There's one time We had like the set Where it's like You know no room in the inn. Mm-hmm. But like we got one of the vacancy signs mm-hmm. that said like vacancy and no vacancy. Yeah. And so like they were walking out and they saw on the sign where it had vacancy on it and like, oh great. And then the guy like walks out and he flips the light on so it says no vacancy and just pointed at it really aggressively. I was like, I could have done that. That could have been me. <laughs> amazing. I'm like, I got shown up by my little brother being Joseph <laughs> and I can't even be the inn guy. <laughs> well you know oh
0: wait that's a lie i was in christmas productions you were yeah which one uh whenever we were in ministry school oh yeah the, the dance, I'm an idiot yeah yeah our ministry school did some christmas productions. Yeah, those are yeah. pretty dope too yeah they were really well done yeah um but i and my wife some... were marrying joseph
1: one time and fun story that was the first time mikhail ever held a baby was when she was married holding <laughs> that baby was jesus first time yeah oh she's freaking out also the so mother. That's, of, that's, The mother of baby Jesus was a first-time mother. And so, Mikaela's like, I have never held a baby before. And she's like, I'm going to be standing right there. So, uh, if anything goes wrong, I will be on the stage. I don't
0: care if the production is happening. (laughs) That explains why she so awkwardly holds Mike. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I've seen some great stuff, man. I mean, churches put on these productions, and the, the production values are always bless their heart levels, you yeah, know, right. <laughs> their trying levels. I, I remember, although um, most of them are terrible, <laughs> I remember one church I used to be part of when I was a kid did the gospel according to Scrooge. You, have <laughs> you heard of that? No, that's awesome, though. So, yeah, so it's just the Christmas Carol. It's just the Scrooge story. Basically, nothing's changed except for he doesn't So just are the
1: ghosts... Like the Holy Ghost instead, or they're, is it actually still the Ghost of Christmas angels. Past? They're angels uh, of Christmas Past,
0: angels Christmas Future. And, gotcha. And he doesn't just realize that like he shouldn't be greedy and right. that he's he should like Christmas. He should also accept Jesus into he his heart. He gets saved. Yeah. yeah. So, but you you change like a couple of things, but really the whole thing is still just Charles Dickens. I mean, it, right. it's just Scrooge, you know. But uh, I I remember that that was that was interesting. But uh, I also remember I had the, there was this other church uh, that I used to be a part of when I was a teenager that did some Christmas stuff and they always have like, they always try to do everything all at once. So you got your, your kids up there doing the the bell choir. Oh yeah. Where a lady holds up a card and then those kids ring their bell and it makes it. Right. So you have that. And then you have like their version of a trans Siberian orchestra where they tell like the youth band to just go crazy, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. And then you have, of course the nativity story. Yep. um, And you know, you probably also incorporate uh, something about Jesus' death even because it all yeah. connects. Like,
1: okay, so there's one time, so there was a church in, uh, in my ho- uh, near my hometown that did this big, like, interactive walkthrough thing. Yeah. And so, like, you get there and you, like, walk in and, it's, you know, you're in Jerusalem And so you're like walking through and they have like little shop merchants and you're going through and they're talking about, oh, you know, there's a Messiah coming allegedly, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're waiting for the Messiah. So as you're like walking through, you do the whole thing. It's like a haunted, it's like a haunted house, like, like a, uh, like a haunted maze, Mm -hmm. but Christmas themed in Jesus. Wonderful. So nothing like like a haunted maze. Like
0: the opposite of the hell house. Yes.
1: (laughs) Um, So you're like walking through. And so there is like this little corner where the nativity scene is happening. Okay. And then you walk 30 feet. But in that 30 feet, you're fast-forwarding 33 years. (laughs) Oh. And so it's like, Jesus is born. And then it's like, you walk to the next thing, and he's preaching in the temple. Yeah. And then he's, like, calming the sea. And then he's on the cross.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because, like, and I'm like, Jesus is
1: coming was as important mm-hmm. as jesus's crucifixion,
0: yeah we don't, like we don't harp on that though we just move right. right along hurry up, and get to the it's crucifixion. like
1: yes, the crucifixion is like you know, excuse my pun, <laughs> the crossroads of the Christian faith, yeah, you know, yeah, but the idea of Jesus, you know Jesus is God wrapped in flesh, mm-hmm. and it's like if we can't take a second to like just dwell on what Emmanuel actually is, you know, God with us. Like yep. that's not just God walking on the earth. That is God, you know, seeing our suffering, choosing to put on humanity to be a part of humanity's suffering. It's like that deserves its own reflection of just Christ incarnate, God with us, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, yeah. Like let's let's give that some time. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, let's celebrate the crucifixion. Let's or not celebrate the crucifixion, but let's celebrate, you know, the resurrection and yeah. you know, what Jesus shows us on the cross, but at the same time like let's take a moment to just really fully realize that Jesus was fully God and fully man.
0: Right. The significance of God being among us is, I think, sometimes overshadowed because they just want to move on to the rest of the story. Right. Um, and, and that's unfortunate. But, um, but yeah, these Christmas productions band were pretty funny. Right. I've seen some hilarious stuff. The The acting that I've seen... You can't unsee. No. I remember one God. time uh the uh, one time I had this amazing moment where there was this kid in my youth group who was like just the cool kid. He was like yeah. too cool for everything, yep. you know, and he he was like kind of mean <laughs> kind of mean <laughs> to me, you know. Kind of like a, a, not really good friends, you know. Right. And uh his parents made him participate in the Christmas <laughs> production and uh, he was later in the play when he when Jesus is a bit older and performing miracles and he got casted as the um like rabid demon possessed guy <laughs> And so the cool kid in the youth group who was, like too cool to be there had to run down the aisle with like foam in his mouth that yeah. they sprayed in there. I don't know what it is. Hopefully it's he like, like he's, Cool Whip. He's like screaming and like looking around. And as he's doing that, he makes eye contact with me, and I can see his face of just like, oh, dang it! Like <laughs> he kind of like rolls his eyes and then keeps going on screaming.
1: Uh, yeah, because he goes from like screaming rabbit man to like zombie.
0: Yeah, it was like ah yeah Uh. i was just sitting there like it's a good christmas for me now (laughs) you know this is worth it yeah (laughs) all right what else is worth it
1: let's see christmas carols
0: Ooh, let's go okay you've been telling me that you wanted to talk about christmas carols yeah you must have opinions on this i do let's let's hear them
1: i do um first off mary did you know banger it's a great song i don't like yes she did Okay, there's like a whole chapter, you know, the song of Mary, the angel comes, like, like there's a whole thing where the where the angel's like, Mary, this is exactly what your child is going to do. And she's like, oh, that's dope. Me? Why me? He's like, because, you know, you're pure of heart. All this other stuff. Wow. And then we write an entire song. Mary, did you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's a very simple question. Unequ- yes. Unequivocally, we can answer yes. Unequivocally, she yes. <laughs> Silent night. Mm-hmm. Holy night. Yeah. All is calm. All is bright. You ever... You ever, you know, talk to a woman who's had a child?
0: Nothing silent about it, man. Ain't nothing silent about that. Yeah. Ain't nothing calm about that. And not just on the birth day. not, Not only is that not calm. Yeah. But take it from me, the next several nights... For let's see, my oldest child is three and a half. So for the next three and a half years at least I'm <laughs> going. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no quiet nights. Okay? Right. <laughs> it's right. not calm. Now I guess with him being uh, uh with him being God, maybe he was miraculously just like this perfect baby that like never cried. But it's like at but the same time he that. was fully man yeah, too so <laughs> I do not I f I don't I don't think so. So yeah, nothing silent about that. Right. No. Um
1: Um it came upon a midnight clear. I don't know the words of that song, but it's like, okay, so we're saying that this happened in December. Yeah. It would not be clear mm-hmm. in December, even in the Middle East, in the middle of a field. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a good point. That's like, good point. The, 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 is, it's, so, it's so frustrating.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff. I can't stand Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's fair. Because... That, the whole message of that song is that... You're
1: we, different. We're going to make fun of you until we can use
0: you. Exactly. It's like, you have a difference, and that makes you, like, less than us. Oh, wait, it's useful? Okay, we love you now, and everybody's happy. Rudolph should not be working for Santa, okay? Right. Rudolph should be suing Santa. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for mistreatment, for discrimination. There's got to
1: be some he, real OSHA and HIPAA violations going on here.
0: And Rudolph needs to cut out toxic relationships, man, because yeah. those people are... put up some boundaries. Those people are are using him and they don't care about him at all
1: also as someone who's from the northeast okay mm-hmm. i don't remember as a child not having a white christmas yeah and then i moved down south and mm-hmm. all of the christmas songs are the same down here yeah white christmas winter wonderland <laughs> all of those songs they do not apply to 75 percent of the country it's true it's true so people sing them are liars
0: yeah, I mean, and you also have to bring up the fact that, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the one that, that uh, Buddy the Elf sings with, <laughs> with Zoe oh, Deschanel oh, 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 in the I shower? Maybe uh, <laughs> uh, it's cold outside. Yeah. So Real Real creepy. date rapey
1: vibes. Yeah,
0: yeah that that song is creepy. I mean, I know when I was when I was younger, I that think, song
1: is being like pretty well canceled because like okay, it's, so it's
0: creepy. I mean, I
1: normally I would say let you know just stop, you know, yeah. let's stop. But there is literally a line in the song that says, "Hey, what's in this drink?" yeah yeah it's that, like he's like, like that that it's cold outside hang around you know let's 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 smooch a little bit and he's like oh i can't stay you know it's all like cutesy and whatnot it's kind of playful and then it's like say what's in this drink yeah it's like and then it takes a real turn
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it it goes a little far uh there i mean the people who who say it's just playful you know back and forth you know i can see that argument but like It feels really, really creepy.
1: I do remember, though, I went to a Christmas show one time, and uh, the song started as normal. And then, like, the female took over on, like, the, like, super aggressive side of it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And it was actually really funny because it swapped at the say what's in this drink. Because, like, so, you know, they pour the drinks and whatnot. And then it, like, he, like, pours, like, some alcohol on her eggnog. Yeah. And she swaps the drinks.
0: Oh, so then he like, says... So like, so yeah, he's like, so
1: what's in this drink? And she's like, oh, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> like, really it got like super great. He's like, uh, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that, that sounds creepy. We don't need creepy date songs around christmas yeah it's just not the time for that guys maybe maybe you know maybe try again around like like i don't know valentine's valentine's day or you know i mean columbus day is a creepy day you know maybe do creepy songs on that day it's celebrating a creepy guy right but but christmas come on like like let's just let's just put on some charlie brown vince garaldi trio (laughs) and we'll be fine right we don't need that yeah we don't need that. We don't need it. One more, yeah, sure up let's get it. Okay, one last one. Let's see what we got. Oh, look at that! Best and worst Christmas movies. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Brandon. Uh, so I wrote this down because I have some some opinions. Okay. On, on Christmas films, like you All do right? with yeah, with uh, with Carol's. So you know, let's talk about everyone's favorite Christmas Eve movie because I got some problems with it.
1: Wait, let me guess what you're about to say. Okay. Are you about to say a Christmas story? I am. Okay.
0: That's the one that people say for the like the last Christmas movie yeah. you watch. My
1: same cousin, okay, that I was talking about earlier. Every year tnt the 24 hour christmas story marathon mm-hmm. has on television watches that movie all throughout the night while he's
0: wrapping christmas presents. yeah yeah it's I mean, awesome it's a, okay it's, it's a, a tradition movie. for him yeah it's a funny movie i'm not saying i don't like it i do we've already watched it this year yep. you know, it's funny but there's some freaky stuff in there i, I mean for dude, one, the leg lamp
1: though is still one of the funniest <laughs> things to me and i yeah. don't know why and i quote fred all of the time. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. We just moved to a new house. Fred-gile. And every time I had to write the word fragile on a box, I wrote, I said, Fragile. It <laughs> must one, be Italian. One, <laughs> one even, I even wrote that. It must be Italian. <laughs> anyway, that's just because I'm a dork. But um, no, there's that scene where uh, the mom is mad at Ralphie. For dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. And so he's sitting there with soap in his mouth. And then she's like, where did you hear it from? And he says, I heard it from my friend. Right. And she goes and calls up the mother. And we listen... To the mother, beat her child. Yeah, he's screaming. Yeah, now, as, I mean, I, I, okay, it was funny, yes, but like, stop and think about that for a second. Like, my God, right? We are listening to the sounds of horrific child abuse. Correct for for comedic effect. Yeah, that's <laughs> so messed up. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. Also, her parenting techniques. Uh, you know, I'm gonna put them put him on blast for a minute okay. here. Okay, okay, yep. because she. Gets uh, uh, the younger kid, whatever his name is, um, to eat his food. Yeah. By doing that whole pig trough thing.
1: Yeah. That kid
0: didn't eat a single bite while he was doing that. It was all just on his face. Right. He didn't eat any of that. And that is not <laughs> how you get your kid to eat. It was it's disgusting. So it was not funny. It's the cringiest part of the film. I have to look away every time. It's so gross. Yeah. And he doesn't eat a single bite. It's like the freaking cookie monster eating a cookie. None of it's actually eaten. It's just everywhere. because right. He's too much of a mess. He's too much of an animal to actually right. eat the dang thing. Yep. And I mean, that's Is that what you want? You want your kids to be animals? I mean, you want to feel
1: like you have a Accomplish something, and that's a good way to do it.
0: Nothing's been accomplished. Listen, when the, your kid, I didn't say you.
1: I didn't <laughs> say you want to accomplish something. You want to feel like you're accomplishing something.
0: You. When your kid won't eat, you just tell him, "Fine, you're not going to get a dessert." Then, right? Or, you're not eating. any... You can't eat anything else to eat this. Or you make you, you bargain with them. Well, okay. at least eat the vegetables. Yep. You know, but don't worry about this. That's how you deal with it. At least that's how I do. You don't tell them. Well, sh- just go nuts you know just throw the food around right like who is he, that he's going to carry that into the school lunchroom i mean he's not going to have any friends yeah so terrible parent are you are you good with, you get your <laughs> you get you get it out you feel better also okay. how <laughs> how is it that it's just accepted by the, the populace uh, that surrounds ralphie when he's fighting that bully uh-huh. the, the green-eyed bully whatever his name is yep Farkas. Uh, that the, the mom comes up and takes her son off of him who's beating the heck out of this kid sure. pulls him off and just walks away with him now she doesn't know this kid she doesn't know the, the history of it but you you just saw your kid you walked in on your kid Beating up someone else, uh-huh. and you don't stop to like check on that child or see no. he, if he's okay. You just take your kid and walk away with yeah, him. Joey, it's set in the forties. <laughs> okay, didn't care about kids? They back didn't then. care about children. <laughs> I'm all i I like the movie, but that mother is a terrible mother. So, and I will. That is the hill I will die on.
1: Let's also talk about how Joey said we're gonna rank our best and worst Christmas movies. <laughs> And then went on to say, I love The Christmas Story, and here's why I hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a dichotomy that I live with. This so is, it's, so it's, is that ranking best or worst is what just happened oh for you? Oh, man. It's the worst character in the best Christmas movie. Okay. All right. Why don't I move on to something you want to say now? So, <laughs>
1: I, I mean, it's hard for me to follow that up. Um, Joey, have you seen Klaus yet?
0: I have not. It is a
1: Netflix original movie. Okay. It is beautifully animated it was up for an academy award and it is a phenomenal story of how christmas happened oh that's cool and uh there's a mailman who gets assigned to this small little town yeah and he's like trying to deliver the mail do this whole thing and he realizes that the children are just sad all the time and there's this weird dude Mm -hmm. in the woods that he has to deliver mail to and i was like that guy's weird over there and so one day he realizes he, he makes little toys all the time yeah And he becomes Santa Claus. Now, this is a very stripped down, you know, explanation of it. Right. But it's
0: a fantastic movie. You
1: should check it out sometime. And so should you.
0: I will. Well, if we're talking about Christmas movies, another one that comes to my head is the Disney Channel original movie (laughs) about the girl who steals Santa's weather Yes. Oh, my God. What the hell was that about? Yes. (laughs) It's like this weird egg thing. And it's got Corey.
1: uh, It's got um, him. What was his name? I don't know.
0: but almost said Corey Asbury, and I'm like, wait, that's the worship leader (laughs) guy. So that's where he began. Wow, amazing. But yeah, so she gets this like silver egg thing that makes it snow all the time, and at first it's awesome, but then like it breaks, and there's like a horrible blizzard or something like that. His name is Kyle Massey, but he
1: plays a character named Corey. Oh, nice. But that's not the character's name in the movie. That was his name in That's a Raven
0: oh oh him yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i'm pretty sure he's
1: in that movie okay let's see here. okay continue on sorry
0: yeah that movie was was hilarious but i remember santa being a real tool in that movie
1: joey have you ever watched uh, jingle all the way yes oh dude fantastic movie it's good great. stuff
0: good stuff but it does not
1: i'll be there i promise
0: <laughs> it's good stuff he's not gonna be there but it does not top the best christmas movie ever made number one on my list a Muppets Christmas Carol. The Muppets Christmas Carol is the best Christmas movie and I... I but have you watched The Santa Claus? Consider, yeah, I've watched The Santa Claus and I'm pissed off about The Santa Claus. Don't, don't get what? me started about The Santa Claus. You know me well enough to not bring up that movie. What do you do? I doing? don't know you well enough. To, what are you on about? That movie is dumb. It is... <laughs> it is one of the worst Christmas movies. It is trash. And and I and I I'm sorry for any of our listeners who might be offended, but, but it's Yo, time. I'm shook right now. <laughs> Look, Tim Allen is a straight up tool in the movie. I need you movie. to stop. <laughs> He's a terrible I
1: need you to stop. That's the point, Joey. It's called a character arc. Okay, I'm sorry you love two dimensional characters. <laughs> Tim Allen is a no, perfectly no. fleshed out character who's self-absorbed in his work who accidentally might i add kill who what he thought was a home invader who ended up being Santa Claus
0: listen i i know what you're doing but oh with you know what i'm real- doing real
1: actually good person in that story is if you say the stepdad I'm going to punch you directly in the face
0: Neil oh my god (laughs) Neil is actually a great guy who cares for for Charlie and is trying to be there for him while the dad is this 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 Nutcase, and yet he's made fun of as being like, oh, like this this scrawny kind of liberal little guy who's like too annoying. And and what's happening right now? Joey's
1: projecting. They are
0: just going after someone who's intelligent and making intelligence out to be stupid and annoying and dumb and weird. And that is really because he's trying to pit the dad, the son, against his father. This dad, okay, this dad imagine the i'm sorry
1: that i believe in a good redemption arc joey but
0: imagine are this. you saying hashtag
1: cancel tim allen's character in the santa claus who i don't tim remember allen's, the name of
0: uh scott calvin scott calvin scott see in the see this came out in the 90s man i can just feel the hate from viewers right now but this, you should this came out in the 90s which was the same time when it was popular and like the cool thing to make your main character like, like just kind of a jerk because it came out the, around the same time. Uh, they about as, um, as home for the holidays with, uh, Justin or, um, Taylor Thomas, what's his name? Yeah. Whatever his name is. And and that movie, that guy is just a terrible person the entire movie. He's just a jerk to everyone. He he's, he's well, also Robert Downey Jr. He friends. can't help it. <laughs> he's lousy to his friends. He's terrible to his his girlfriend. He, he's, he lies to his parents. He's only after his own game. And yet that was like in the 90s, like the cool character. Like, ah, that's awesome. And that's exactly like Santa Claus. He's, Here's a funny story, though, about the Santa Claus.
1: Okay. There was a phone number in the original cut of this of the uh, Santa Claus where uh-huh. Tim Allen was just messing around. He's like, "Oh, I don't know, one eight hundred spank me or something like that." That was an actual sex hotline. <laughs> oh wow! Like they didn't realize that until wow. people like called and complained. Like, why would you put the number to a sex line in your PG rated oh, movie? My yeah, yeah, that's
0: that's funny. But anyway,
1: so you're complaining about Scott Calvin's
0: first character,
1: and not the entire arc that he goes on no, to no, no, become I, Santa Claus.
0: I understand the arc, but. What I'm saying is consider this from the other parents, from the mom and from Neil. They yeah. they drop their kid off. They drop Charlie off with the, the dad, and yep. the dad is late to be there, late to pick up his son on Christmas Eve. That's already sketch, like sketchy enough. A, a, a dad being so late on Christmas Eve to take his son. It's like, do you not even want to be with him? So the parents are already put off by that mm-hmm. and think that well, that's a problem. Of course, the viewers just sit there and make fun of Neil instead of saying, like, no, actually at least Neil was there for the kid. Scott's the one who was too busy, you know Neil stayed in the car. My my point is, Scott was when he was too busy like parting with his With his people, you know, if I'm sorry, he had to be stuck at a work function. No, that was a party. Listen, if if yeah, it's a party,
1: but it's a work function. If
0: I had to share custody with my kids, and I only got to see my kids on like a few days, the idea that I would then shorten that even further, by staying at a that's work party, I mean that's just awful. I would do everything I could to be with them at every second I could.
1: Continue on. So okay, we're still complaining about you know pre Santa Scott Calvin.
0: No, say, see it from their point of view. So already they're put off because Scott Calvin comes in late and they're mad about Before that. Before Clause, then, as we then may the say. Then the next morning, uh-huh. the next morning they go to pick up Charlie, and Scott's in these new fancy pajamas. Who, they're nice pajamas too. Then the Charlie says, "Oh, he got them from Judy," and he she's like, "Who's Judy?" So now he's they're thinking on the night that he's supposed to be watching. So what his you're son, saying is he has a one night stand come over. What you're on- saying
1: is they're assuming the worst of Scott Calvin.
0: There's reason to, and mm-hmm. then when he so so now First Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> that's love, all I'm saying. So there's a lot of reason for them to have their, uh, you know, anger towards him and be you know not trusting of him. Sure. After now they think that he's just had a one night stand on the night that he's supposed to be with his kid. Um, so then, how do they know? So how do they know it's a one night stand though? How do they know? That's that?
1: the implication. No, no. The, the implication is that there's another woman. Well, there's nothing saying it It has to be a one-night stand. Maybe Judy's the girlfriend. Okay. And they just don't know
0: about it because they're not invested in Scott Calvin's life. Fine, 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 fine. But either way... Then you go on to, you know, the kid believing in Santa. And I will say that it's ridiculous that they won't just let Charlie believe in Santa. That's, that's, Isn't it though? I, I agree. Isn't it though? I agree that that's ridiculous. But when then Scott Calvin starts like gaining weight. It's and incredible. He starts wearing it's so With funny. the beard. He like shaves. Yeah, I know. It's funny. But like I'm saying still. And then his heartbeat is like a Christmas song. <laughs> I know. It I love it. So too. It's so good. That's funny. But what I'm saying is if you stay in the perspective of the mom and Neil... They have every reason to think that Scott is losing his mind. They have every reason to be freaked out. But
1: it's not. Like, but it's not like a shallow hal thing where he's the only one that can see his weight gain. It's like okay, so my hus my ex husband just went from being you know relatively in decent shape to like three hundred pounds in a night. Yeah, there's like
0: and your thing is oh. He's just really let himself go. No, I'm
1: not You saying, can't physically let yourself
0: go that I'm much in one night. i saying that the problem is that he let himself go. I'm saying that the problem is he's seemingly, to the parents, agreeing with this fantasy that Charlie has that he is Santa Claus. Sure. And if a grown man is like agreeing and like, saying, If a grown man suddenly puts on
1: 300 pounds and a full beard in 24 hours, I'd be like, you know, you got a case. You got a case.
0: It's a little strange. I'm just saying if a grown man actually started believing that he was Santa, he would probably be in a, uh, well, he'd, he'd probably need some help.
1: You're ignoring his entire
0: character arc. I'm not ignoring the character arc. I'm saying that the parents, the mom and Neil were justified in not trusting him and wanting to get custody because to their from their point of view, he had lost his mind. His greatest desire and the reason he didn't
1: believe in Santa anymore was because he didn't get a weenie whistle.
0: Well, yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, he's... So?
1: (laughs) Oh, weenie whistle, Joey, is the reason he was trying
0: to ruin the idea of
1: Santa Claus
0: for a six-year-old. It's not about ruining the idea of Santa Claus. It's about saving the child from a... Parent who seems to be unhinged and maybe having a breakdown. This is not about whether or not I should believe in Santa Claus. It's about whether or not Scott Calvin is a healthy and safe person for their kid to be with. And from their perspective, how often they talk to
1: Scott Calvin though about what he's going through, Mister Psychologist? Well,
0: okay. And also, the whole weenie whistle bit is just more case in point of the movie trying to show that an intelligent person should be made fun of because uh ah, the the smart guy is like the butt of the joke. Yeah. That, it should be. No, it's okay to be smart. Nerds. It's okay to be smart. That's,
1: that should be the butt of a joke. Anyways, we have to end this conversation before we end <laughs> this podcast because I'm, I'm not standing for this. I'm not.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's fine.
1: <laughs> His pajamas say SC because of Santa Claus. It's all there.
0: It's fine, man. It's fine. Look, it's, it's, I, I do like
1: Joey doesn't like that movie. And I just realized this because the guy's name is Scott Calvin. Okay? He doesn't like John Calvin. And so he's projecting his distaste yeah. for Calvinism and anything with the term Calvin in it out on the Santa Claus.
0: I will say one nice thing about the Santa Claus movie is the arose such a clatter. Oh, so bits. good. That was a funny joke. Arose that was such a clatter. Yeah, and that, that was that was a funny bit arose such a ladder company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had one. no business. Joey, using what are your a on ZZ
1: top song. Joey, what are your thoughts on Elf? Do you good. hate Elf too? No, that's good. I, I love Elf. My favorite fact about Elf is that it's directed by the same person who directed Iron Man.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love how the, the John
1: Favreau launches a absolute revival in comic book movies and also puts out one of the best Christmas movies in the past fifty years.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. I, and what a I, guy. I also love that the New York montages were filmed just like randomly on the spot in New York. Yeah, like not really planned. That was really funny see. Also, infinitely quotable movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: No, oh, crappy cup of coffee.
0: World's best cup of coffee. Yeah, no that 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 movies that movie's great. Nothing wrong with that one. Um, controversial uh, opinions on movies.
1: I think Harry Potter are Christmas movies.
0: Okay, I mean Christmas happens. Christmas in is a very significant time in the Harry Potter series, especially especially the, in the books, especially in the first one when he gets yep. the the cloak. Yep. And isn't that cloak one of the um, Deathly Hallows? It sure is. So, like, that's a huge gift to be
1: sure is. To give a child? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, man. If I remember right, too, um, Christopher Columbus directed A Christmas Story, didn't he? Or did he direct Home, Home Alone? alone. Home, Home Alone is what I'm thinking of. Alone. And he did Harry Potter and the uh, Sorcerer's Stone.
0: Listen, Home Alone, that child. That movie
1: makes my wife laugh harder than anything she likes on slapstick? the face of... She loves slapstick that's comedy amazing. like nothing makes her laugh harder than slapstick movies that's so funny and it's like it's, no it's funny to me too because like when we're just home alone watching a movie home she alone. just mm-hmm. she just cuts she just cuts loose like she just lets the you know the laughter take over when we go out places she doesn't like to let people see that side <laughs> of her cuz like she likes to look composed yeah. but she's still just like <laughs> 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 and I'm like just just laugh it's okay nobody's Amazing. gonna judge you but whenever like they're like breaking into the house mm-hmm. and like all of the shenanigans start popping off, she will like start crying because like she does not stop laughing from the moment <laughs> they put their foot on that doorstep it, it the is, first time
0: listen Macaulay Culkin now seems like an awesome dude so no no shade to, to him but as a kid, I don't think he was a good actor in that movie. Okay, or in the second one, I don't think he was. Most a very good children actor. actors from the nineties weren't. I'm just saying, Macaulay Culkin. You know the 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 whole like I don't think I don't think the kid could act. Ah! Yeah, yeah, I I don't think he could act, and uh, I also think that his siblings were were terrible to him unnecessarily. Dude, Buzz was the, the worst. Oh yeah, they, they were terrible to him. All of them were super mean to him, and and I. You know, And also, let's talk about the whole premise anyways. They left their child mm-hmm. traveling. Yeah.
1: Like, left him and didn't realize until they were, like, on the plane.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. How do you get all the way on the plane? I don't even really know what the, like... Also, do they ever say what the
1: dad did in Home Alone? Because mm-hmm. the fact that he could afford that house oh, and a trip to... Where they were going, Paris? To Paris yeah. For, like... His family and extended family? Yeah, his brothers. I need to be doing that.
0: Yeah. I don't really know what the moral or, like, the point of Home Alone was. It was, like, he starts by thinking I'd be better off without my family because they're all terrible. And then I guess he learns I do like them anyway. But, like, there's... Why in the beginning of the movie well, they beca- were really okay, legitimately so- terrible to him? They were horrible. But it's also- every single one of them was making fun of him, and, and and they they didn't care at all that like he didn't have any food to eat because the only thing that he could eat was already eaten up by Buzz or whoever else. There's a bit of
1: that reflection though with the old man, where the old man is also home alone for Christmas because like he you know he's like been you know detached from his family for mm. however long. Yeah, and so it humanizes that character. And then he gets to be with his family for Christmas. And
0: so there's that little... Well, well there may also be something deeper at play in Holo. Oh, alone. God. Um, and so for this, I'm going to shout out this amazing Instagram account that I follow that is so funny. It's called Satanic Panic at the Disco. Oh, dude, I love that username so much. Yeah, it's so great. So check them out on Instagram. They, they always post like little historical clips of weird relics from the Satanic Panic just yep. to react to. And he did this bit the um, the other day where he showed how Home Alone might actually be about the Book of Revelation. <laughs> 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 because, like, he showed a picture of um, one of the uh, one of the burglars after he yeah. got smashed with the iron. Yeah. And he had the iron imprint on his forehead. That's And, incredible. It, and he had the verse that said like and they will wear the mark upon That's their forehead. Incredible. And then it showed like and without the mark you won't be able to buy anything. Right. And it showed the mom like not being able to get a ticket anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it showed uh and then it showed the furnace in, in the basement that yeah. he was afraid of and it had a verse from Revelation about I you know, I can't quote the exact verse, but right. about a, a you know fiery sure. furnace that people are even thrown into yeah. or whatever. And then it shows um the clip where he finds the picture of Buzz's girlfriend. Uh-huh. And it says like, I beheld the, the great horror of Babylon <laughs> <laughs> And then um and then it ends with showing that, that clip of um of that same crook saying yeah. all the best ones leave their mark. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly Oh, the Wet Bandits are the
1: Beast and the False Prophet. The
0: whole movie is about the Book of Revelation. It's all there. Obviously, it's all there. It's all there. (laughs) And
1: unfortunately, that is where this all ends. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us once again here on the All Things Reconsidered podcast. It has been a treat and a treasure. Yeah. As always, Joey. It's
0: been a lot of fun. And uh, if you're into our more, you know, somewhat... Profound, or at least our attempts at profound yeah. things. Uh, catch us next week. <laughs> yeah, catch us next week.
1: We'll talk about something a little bit, you know, more reasonable. Yeah. Anyways, if you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe to the channel. Ring the bell if you haven't already, so you can get notified every time that we upload. Share this video with some friends. It's more of a fun episode. It's a great intro to, you know, the reality of who me and Joey are. Yeah. And if you had a fun time uh, here and you want to continue these kind of conversations, join us. Patreon.com slash all things reconsidered at the very first tier, $3 a month. You get access to our Discord server where we chat with our patrons all the time about Everything. deconstruction, uh, Christmas stories, um, all sorts of stuff, memes, a lot of memes, uh, funny TikToks. Yeah, they you know throw out suggestions all the time that we pull from anyways we just want to get to know everybody that's listening so
0: yeah we'd love to talk to you guys uh, you can let me know where you stand on is the Santa Claus a terrible movie or not because uh, I think it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joey you know what Brandon? you have some dumb arguments that's the dumbest argument you ever made <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we will see you all next week bye have guys a good one.
0: see ya Merry Christmas